Welcome to Clarified Buddy, the podcast about meals, memories, and milk fats. I'm your host, Amy Allen. I'm joined today by Bianca Casusol. She's an improviser at the Magnet Theater in New York. And we are also joined by my dog, Ralphie, who has decided to be particularly vocal and noisy today. So, <laughs> welcome, Bianca. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, well, you are in town in North Carolina visiting mm-hmm. from New York, and I was wondering what foods from North Carolina that you look forward to when you come back here. There's like a ton. I have a really long list. So I think Lily's Pizza, because I used to go there all the time mm-hmm. when I was in like high school, Bojangles and or Biscuitville mm-hmm. is like real high up there. There's a lot of biscuits just in general. <laughs> um, and then a lot of it's just like family foods like that. I'll, like, force my mom to cook me <laughs> like I'm not a grown-up. What kind of things does your mom make for you? Um, so she makes uh, the best tomato gravy of anybody mm-hmm. I've ever met. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's that, which is, I don't even like tomatoes that much, but for whatever reason, I'm really into it. So tomato gravy, is that, like, like a pasta sauce? Like No, it's, like, gravy you put on biscuits. So oh. it's, like, it's, like, you make a roux, and then you put, like, canned tomatoes mm. in it. So... You sort of make a roux with like bacon fat mm-hmm. uh, and then add canned tomatoes to it while you're like deglazing the bacon <laughs> fat pan. Mm-hmm. So it's basically just like bacon fat, flour, and tomatoes, but it's yeah. somehow like real good on um, grits or on biscuits. I believe it. Yeah. Where's your mom from? Uh, Alabama. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you you lived in Alabama too? Yeah, till I was like young. 12. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah, I, I always forget how good biscuits are because it's kind of you oh, don't see too. the water you're swimming in all the time oh well, <laughs> when I lived here all the time I was like I mean I love biscuits but can I just have a bodega breakfast sandwich on a regular roll because <laughs> I want eggs but I don't necessarily want a biscuit every morning mm-hmm. and then as soon as I come back it's like give it in biscuits <laughs> <laughs> every meal <laughs> I I went to Bojangles for lunch a, a couple months ago and it had, I haven't been to Bojangles in, in a long time and, you know, every everything you get there comes with a biscuit on the yep. side. And I was driving, and I couldn't eat any of the fried chicken, so I was just grabbed the biscuit and took a bite. And I almost, like, just swerved off the road. It's just, there's something so perfect about it's, a warm Bojangles biscuit. Yeah, and it's just, like, it's, it's just fat and salt, and <laughs> it's... And fluff? Yeah, fat a little bit of fluff. fluff. Uh, yeah, like, I think that when I'd come back, to North Carolina once after I'd been away for like, like I hadn't come home for like a couple of years. Mm-hmm. I like audibly moaned <laughs> when I took a bite of the biscuit. It's like, yeah. <laughs> uh, which was creepy for everyone around me probably. I think they get it. I think it's... it was too sexual for being around your family. <laughs> it was real unnecessary. Um, yeah, so I, since, you, since you grew up in Alabama, mm-hmm. I was wondering uh, – what sort of differences in the southern food of Alabama and the southern food of North Carolina, or is it all kind of? Um, I don't. I, there's a a lot more pork here, but that could. I was a vegetarian when I was like ten. Oh. Um, just because my sister became vegetarian when she was fifteen, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is a normal age to do that. <laughs> but I just liked my sister a lot mm-hmm. and wanted to be just like her. 
Um, so it's it's tough to tell, but I think there's probably a lot more pork mm-hmm. here um, and less seafood generally because like Mobile's pretty close to the coast. So mm-hmm. we ate a whole bunch of seafood, like catfish all the time. Um, I'm trying to think of like if there's any other you don't have you don't y'all don't do boiled peanuts here it feels like oh I when I was real little I have a distinct memory of going to Myrtle Beach with my family and some other families one weekend and I must have been under five years old Mm -hmm. but somebody had a styrofoam cup full of boiled peanuts they're so good and just left it on a table and I just went to town I'm honestly surprised that they're not like in like having a a resurgence because like they're vegan <laughs> and like yeah. they're they're high protein and they're not bad for you necessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm surprised some like fancy yeah, bistro they, hasn't. They're very trendy, like culturally unique. They're very regional and strange. And yeah, and like... they're just like they're delicious. So mm-hmm. I don't understand why. Yeah, I would be. I will be annoyed when it happens, but also be excited because just... you can get boiled peanuts. Yeah, it's although I don't know if they all taste the same. To me, like the quintessential Mobile, Alabama, like go-to thing would be like boiled peanuts and a grape soda mm-hmm. and and cowtails, which I know you can get oh. anywhere, but for whatever reason, right? I they, they hold a special like Mobile, Alabama no. thing to me. I know what you mean. I or my mom doesn't really drink grape soda most adult women don't drink grape soda i guess okay well that feels like a direct <laughs> attack i came here to have a good time uh, but, uh, but she i remember her saying that she whenever she has a butterfinger i think she wants a grape soda because her grandmommy younger my great-grandmother maternal great-grandmother uh when would when she went over, when my mom went over to Grandma Younger's house, she would get a Butterfinger and a grape soda. And there's something, I feel like grape soda tends to be a very sort of specific childhood memory oh, type yeah. of type of drink. Because I think it's not a neutral. So there's like, like I've got very specific soda pairings. Uh-huh. I think that I developed as a kid, like grape soda, great with boiled peanuts, like mm-hmm. a snack of that ilk if you're going to eat like... Wait, what do you call them? It's like pork skin, like like pork rinds. Yeah, yeah. if you're any pork rinds, grape soda mm-hmm. is a good Cow go-to. Tails, boiled peanuts. Yeah, gr- yeah, like gas but if you're having like snacks, a grape soda snacks. Yeah, but if you're having like a hot dog, that's like orange soda, mm-hmm. like hard orange soda. No, if you're having tacos, pineapple soda every time. <laughs> um, if you're having Chinese food, it's got to be like one of the brown ones. <laughs> like, I don't really go so well with the fruity ones. Uh, which is, I don't, that makes it sound like I drink just an enormous amount of soda <laughs> and I don't now, but I think as a kid, yeah. like, and if you're feeling real fancy and flush, you just want a soda on its own as a treat. A cherry, clearly Canadian Ooh. was the look. <laughs> yeah. I, so, uh, on my birthday when I was little, we used to go to TCBY mm-hmm. and I could get a party parfait, which right. is just, I think a parfait. Just there's toppings on the bottom, yogurt, toppings in the middle, yogurt, toppings on top. And all three of my toppings were gummy bears. (laughs) (laughs) So I could have just gotten a yogurt with gummy bears on top. But visually it's not as stimulating. No. Uh, My neighbors, uh, the dudes who lived across the street, would kidnap me 
and take me to TCBY for a party parfait on my birthday. And they had a clearly Canadian case in the corner. And I loved raspberry clearly Canadian with my party parfait on my birthday. (laughs) Yeah. Because I was just the fruitiest little girl. (laughs) Yeah. I like that that's a personality (laughs) signifier. As a a child, I was very fruity. (laughs) But as an adult, more savory. Strawberry yogurt, gummy bears, raspberry. Uh A lot of fruit. Mm -hmm. But... The thing that when you say grape and orange soda, I would, after school, I would come home and eat lime sherbet, sherbet, sherbet. I call it sherbet. I call it sherbet too. I feel undignified, but I also feel correct. Well, also sherbet is not, you're trying to be dignified about sherbet. You've (laughs) chosen the wrong battle, my friend. It comes in rainbow colors. (laughs) Calm down. Uh. So I would eat my lime sherbet and watch MASH uh-huh. every day after middle school. <laughs> I love it because it makes it sound like you're 30 years older than you are. <laughs> I know. Uh, I, yeah, it was in the 2000s. Yeah. Uh, but I was obsessed with Radar, who would yeah. go to the canteen or whatever and always order a knee-high. Uh, yeah, that knee-high's the look. And it's so good. For, so for a while, if ever, if anywhere I went, especially there's a hot dog place in Greensboro called uh, Yum Yums, which is just the best, and they have amazing ice cream, but they also have glass bottle sodas, and mm-hmm. I would always get a knee high because I was trying to be like Radar from MASH, uh, which is a strange <laughs> goal for like a 12-year-old girl to have. No, I get it. I am... Um... And I don't know where I'd heard of sangria, like, mm-hmm. as a child in Mobile, Alabama. I feel like it must have been from, like, I heard somebody say it on, like, a USA dramedy or something. <laughs> and, like, it just stuck in my head. But they had this – you'll still see it. It's not as popular as the other, like, curritos that they sell at, like, the pineapple ones or, like, tamarind ones or whatever. But uh, it's, like, comes in a green – dark green bottle, like a wine. Mm-hmm. It's a sangria soda called Sangrial. Uh huh. And I was, that was my thing because I felt like it was very adult. Like, it was like sangria soda. Oh, look who's <laughs> pulling a fast Just one or whatever. Soda. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's yeah. great, but yeah. it's, it's a weird flavor. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I think if you're not expect, I think you might expect it to be more fruit punchy. Yeah. And what it sort of tastes like is do you, do you ever drink those like Cali Mochos? It's like, it's like half. It sounds real gross, but I promise it's good. It's half Coke and half red wine. No, I have never. Um, it's so yeah. refreshing and so good <laughs> and, like, just the most delicious. But it tastes like that sangriel yeah. thing. Uh, yeah, that's my, like, summer drink. Yeah. The, my association with sangria is that my – I was never part of, of a sorority in college. That wasn't my thing. I didn't even really drink at all. But my best friend had a roommate who was – big into sorority or her sorority life and something that the sororities did was one girl was in charge of decorating a cooler and bringing the drinks for all the girls when they went out to parties that night so they didn't have to drink the like oh potentially like scary like sketchy party juice yeah it was like they do all the like puff paints on the cooler and it was That's a, adorable. It had to be really fancy and cute, even though it was a weird safety. I'm just going to be like, yeah. They just stacked 
distracting from that with cuteness. Uh, <laughs> they just puffed in like, don't think about what this is for. <laughs> yeah. But it was her job to make the drinks that they were going to take that night. And she, she wasn't 21 yet. She wasn't really familiar with drinking. I mean, she, she drank at parties, but she had never prepared drinks for anybody. And she decided that every, that they should have sangria. And so she got some red wine but she also lived in a dorm and didn't have a way to prepare, like a, a punch bowl or anything. So uh-huh. you know those like plastic drawers, like like your crisper drawer in your fridge. No, well, kind of, but oh, the, the ones... ones that are like rubber made, like yeah. instead of a chest of drawers. Yeah, you that just you have would a big put Tupperware in a basically dorm to like organize uh-huh. all your stuff. She just dumped all the stuff out of one of those and poured a whole bottle of red wine into her tub that had been keeping i don't know her Uh shirts or her pencils or something and um she dumped it in there and then there's not also grocery shopping really for college students or she had uh one orange and a bunch of packets of splenda that she had taken from the starbucks (laughs) so she just ripped the orange apart with a fork and it was just also the thing, the actual wine in that big drawer was only like two inches deep. Yeah, why didn't she just put it in the puff paint container? That it was gonna go in. Yeah, <laughs> she, I, I, she, I didn't understand a lot of her choices. Mm, I'd take my chances with <laughs> she the just, rando drinks. I know. There's just I walked in the room and there was just two halves of an orange sitting in a in a shallow pool of red wine that was bubbling weirdly from all the splenda splenda if you put it in a yeah it's it's like a weird chemical reaction cool (laughs) yeah gross (laughs) so gross um yeah i think i think it's actually like tricky to make i've never been good at it mm -hmm. i will try and then it just this happens to me a lot with like cooking too because i don't really ever look at a recipe for things and it's like i'll just keep on adding but that's wrong i need to add more of this other thing Add too much of that other thing. <laughs> add some more something, and then I have like twelve gallons of like <laughs> passable sangria. <laughs> it's like not even that good, and I've somehow spent like a hundred and thirty dollars <laughs> just trying to make it okay. Just concocting. Yeah, so just like give me the di- like the coke and, and red wine. That's that's it's fine. A way it's easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I know you like to bake, though, right? Mm-hmm. Crazy for baking. Yeah, and so that is more like recipe based. Follow the you know what it's supposed to be. <laughs> uh, I like. I think if you do it long enough, you get a little bit of a feel for like, well, it's supposed to be this wet, right? And we can just play with it and see. Um, and like, I, I don't think I bake anything particularly complicated. Mm-hmm. So if it's something really fancy, sometimes I'll look for a recipe, but usually it's like, well, I feel like I can. (laughs) But a lot of that, I think, is just me being really open to changing what it's called after it comes out of the oven. Oh, yeah. So, like, I remember being in, like, I was living in Scotland, and I was, like, going to make a dessert for my boyfriend's family. Mm -hmm. I was going to make, I looked up this recipe, and I didn't use it. I just looked it up to get, like, a starting point for this, like, five, like, really thin, light, um, layers, five layer chocolate cake. And I was like, Ooh. Oh, that sounds really nice and like light and like 
I'll do like like a cardamom mocha, like buttercream. Like it's gonna be really fancy. But then the actual cake was just so dense. <laughs> I don't know what I did wrong. I probably I didn't look at the recipe, and sometimes it's like I don't have that. I think it's probably fine. <laughs> <laughs> and it still like tasted good. Yeah. But I was just like, oh, I made brownie cake. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like one really thick and dense. Like mm-hmm. couldn't couldn't find air in there at all. Uh, but I feel like it's, no one knew yeah, that it was supposed no to be that other wise, thing. Eh? So like, oh, that's, I don't know that I would have frosted a brownie cake, but it tastes good. So yeah. That's fine. No one knows that you were going through light, fluffy five layers. Yeah. And if you like, if you mess up any like pie, just throw some crumb topping on it and you're like, it's rustic. It's a rustic tart. Yeah. It's a crumble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rustic is my go-to anytime anything looks <laughs> really jacked up. Like, mm-hmm. no, it's supposed to. It's heirloom and rustic yes it's i find that i have a hard time with really neat tidy pie crusts usually they're very patchy and parts are burnt and parts are under that's my favorite and i'm always well you can tell that's how you know it's homemade if it was perfect you wouldn't believe that i made it also i just i don't like it as much i like Mm -hmm. having the flavor journey of like (laughs) ah this is the the not as burnt piece and i i like generally like burnt desserts mm-hmm. i like them a little bit burnt which might just be because i usually don't give the burnt ones to other people mm-hmm. <laughs> it may just be like i've conditioned you, myself over years created a, a yeah preference yeah but but i'm i'm a fan of that mm-hmm. flavor in general yeah. yeah give me that ugly ones that's what i like <laughs> uh so what we, we you lived in scotland for how many years like three years for three years mm-hmm so the only Scottish food that I am familiar with is haggis. It's good. Yeah? Yeah. It's, uh, I think people get real hung up on the ingredients, mm-hmm. but like dirty rice is delicious and that is gross. Uh-huh. All sausage is gross. It's <laughs> yeah. just, it's Sausages, just like. Sausages, hot dogs, anything ground up and stuffed in a, another thing. Yeah. And it's just, it's basically just like a, like a sausage. I mean, blood sauce, blood pudding. The name grossed me out real bad because I didn't realize that they meant it was going to be like slices of a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was going to be like like a, a snack pack. Oh, but of blood. Oh, oh no! <laughs> yeah, oh. I was I was real tore up about the idea of it, <laughs> yeah. and then it was fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of my friends in Scotland did say like, "No, no, no! It's not like that. It's like a scab." And I was like, "Ah, oh no! no. Okay, well you've ruined it now." <laughs> horrifying yeah it was really bad it was after i had eaten some i was like no that's it's yep that's very real to me now and i don't i can't unhear it no you've now it's i'm sorry it's not bad thinking of anything else are there foods though that are specific to scotland other than haggis just the rest oh yeah so like um Haggis, I feel like, is definitely the big one. There's like a soda. I feel like I sounds like I'm crazy for sodas. <laughs> I'm okay really not. If you are. This is a safe uh, space. I'm really not. <laughs> There's a soda called Iron Brew, mm-hmm. uh, which is like really sweet and apparently also really popular in Russia for its uh, because it goes really well with vodka. Oh, that <laughs> Iron Brew with vodka sounds like a very intimidating drink. I, it does, but it's like highlighter orange, so it's <laughs> not. <laughs> it looks very festive. Um, and I, I, I wasn't 
I wasn't generally fond of Scottish sweets because they're often just like a brick of icing sugar uh-huh. with like, like confectioner sugar with like milk and it's held together and that's it. And it's just so sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I was not super into those, but like lots of like just generally British stuff like pasties mm-hmm. uh, and like porridge which is just oatmeal that's salty which is weird oh. i mean i guess some people eat it with the family was with ate it salty although uh i did so like the guy I was seeing in scotland uh in scotland they eat french toast their french toast is savory oh which i guess makes sense just eggy bread you can go whichever way right. but they don't his family anyway didn't put anything in the eggs so it's just like neutral eggy bread and then they add like brown sauce or salt to it Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course I'm like a syrup and cinnamon kind of a girl, but now because so frequently sharing a plate that had already been salted and I didn't realize salty French toast with syrup is actually like, Ooh. so good. Yeah. I can imagine because I, if I have a, the only time I get French toast is out at restaurants. Right? Mm-hmm. And they, I, Cause I like the. Like, you like the big thick bread? No, I like the little like I like like diner, like cheap diner. Yeah, like white what's bread, all squidge. Yeah, it's just like, uh, yeah, just little triangles of, mm-hmm. of just sugar bread. Yeah, uh, but that's usually on the same plate with bacon, so I will syrup the whole plate. And that's the way to do and it, it's right? Great. Yeah, yeah, salty and sweet, like for life. Mm-hmm. That's my next tattoo. <laughs> that's yeah. <laughs> Just going straight across the chest. Mm -hmm. In old English letters. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But But it's going to say like, mm, comma, like with an N. Saucy, mm, sweet. Yeah, saucy, mm, sweet (laughs) to like make it friendlier. Yeah. Or like more, uh, well, yeah, sure. More approachable. And also I only have so much chest room. Right. So (laughs) I don't want the letters to be. You don't want just the part that you can see from your shirt to be and. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) People are like, okay. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like, yeah, Scottish cuisine, your your father is per- Peruvian. Peruvian. Mm-hmm. So that must have been a big difference, those two sort of cultural. Yeah. I think, uh, we, you know, <laughs> I think a lot of like my favorite snacks now are these like weird fusion <laughs> things. Mm-hmm. Like uh, soda bread mm-hmm. is exceptional with cajeta, which is like a Latin American goat's milk caramel. Oh. And like, oh, these two things are my, that's my favorite way to eat cajeta, mm-hmm. which is super weird, probably a little bit. Or like, um, they're, they're these things like these like potato scones, mm-hmm. they're so good. I don't even understand like what the deal is. They're, they're quite flat. So they're like about, they're like fat tortillas. They're like a little bit squidgier than a tortilla. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like it's made with mashed potato or something. So they're just quite squidgy and they like fry them. Like they're like, they come in like little, I guess, triangles and they fry them uh, and you like serve them with things. And I was like really into those with like, the like marmalada de mango, the like, <laughs> like mango jelly stuff that like we used to eat around the house. So it became this weird like, vaguely fusion you just take what you like best from every place you go yeah and it's it's funny because it feels like uh the first time i ever had haggis was and this feels very classically scottish to me was at this like late night store like a like a bodega or like a gas station type store and it was these like vegetarian haggis samosas 
because there's so much Indian food there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that feels right. <laughs> that it's just this, like, just all of it in one. So vegetarian haggis. So haggis has got a lot of grain in it. Oh, like rice or barley. It's like oatmeal yeah. Oh, okay. So it's, um, it's like the oatmeal and then I think with fake meat. Uh-huh. And then the same spices. Yeah, so... But plus it's in a samosa. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, did your dad cook a lot of Peruvian food when you were growing up? Yeah, yeah. Uh, tons. He, uh, he like, our, so our go-tos were, like, loma saltado, which is, like, you'll see it a lot at Peruvian restaurants. It's, like, beef and tomatoes and onions, and, and it's almost like a stir-fry. Um, the potatoes are, like, French fries. <laughs> like, you fry them first. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you go to a restaurant, they'll just, like, put, like straight up french fries in there which apparently is like fancier in the way fancy peruvian people eat it but we like like we eat it totally wrong it's soupier than they serve in restaurants mm-hmm. and whatever but like so that's a go-to there's like cow cow which is made with tripe it's like a tripe stew but it's really good oh. um and like anticuchos which is beef heart mm-hmm. um which is really delicious and like just a lot of yeah a lot of uh, stuff in general, but Loma Saltado was always my favorite. And he would make like Loma Saltado with fish or like Loma Saltado with kidneys. So we had like a lot of awful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just a lot of organ meat. Yeah, just I, in yeah. general. <laughs> uh, which is like funny because I was a vegetarian for so long, mm-hmm. but I was never particularly precious, I think, about right. meat because it's like, mm, no, kidneys smell like pee before you cook them. <laughs> they smell bad. <laughs> Yeah, I, when I was younger, I was a pretty picky eater, but it sounds like you've always just, like... Um, I was, I didn't, couldn't deal with tongue. <laughs> well, I think because that's I a saw fair it line in the freezer, for a young child. <laughs> and it just looks like a tongue. <laughs> like, if, if you got, like, rump roast, and when you put it in the fridge, it was just an animal butt. Like, clearly <laughs> yeah. looked like a butt. It would, it would be, be hard to eat yeah. it. And also, like, the texture of tongue, like... It just, yeah. it felt like it was licking your tongue back, oh, which I didn't like. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well, because you can feel the taste buds. Oh, no. <laughs> I, yeah. I still think I'm not there. Yeah, it, yeah. it doesn't taste bad. It's just, mm-hmm. couldn't, couldn't get past <laughs> the fact it was another tongue that was not mine. Right. In my mouth that I was mm-hmm. eating for sustenance. <laughs> uh, I... Yeah, I haven't had a lot of, like, yeah, organ meat mm-hmm. uh, in my life. My so Even, like, chitlins or I, dirty I, rice, When I was sausage. very young, my dad ordered chitlins at a restaurant, and it smelled so awful. It, it was does so smell bad. I don't like chitlins. The smell put me off, and I was like, I will, I refuse. And then my, my, my dad and my grandfather, whenever we went to K&W, were always into the, the fried chicken liver. Mm. And my grandfather, there's a restaurant in Burlington called uh, uh, Boston Market. No, so no, it's not. Oh, oh I there's feel this so little foolish. place you I may feel... not have heard of. It's really cute. It's called Boston Market. <laughs> I feel I heard it as it's I was saying it. I was like, I've no, I want to do that anytime <laughs> I'm going to a chain restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, Boston Sandwich Shop. Like <laughs> see what would happen. Yeah, which, uh, which we would go to get a hot dog deluxe, which is a hot dog with cheddar cheese. Well, I think American cheese 
and bacon and chili and just loaded just up a lot of things dog. yeah uh but whenever we would go my grandfather just was very pleased always to ask the waitresses for scrambled eggs with brains <laughs> i don't like brains <laughs> just just the way he said it like the grin when he just said it pure delight <laughs> yeah like a little boy just i would like scrambled eggs with brains that's uh, so cute uh which looked terrible also mm, they don't look great right. scrambled eggs yeah my we have some good family friends also that live in the mountains of virginia and have a black angus cattle farm Ooh, this cool. just happened in i guess the last 10 years it's called uh blue willow angus mm. and they it was like this great lucky thing for us that we had this source of as they began to like butcher and Mm-hmm. Before they distributed their meat, I guess they just were trying it out. So had a bunch of extra meat to give to friends. Okay. Uh, so that had to be awesome, though. Yeah, they delicious hamburgers and ribs and. There's something about like really fresh food that I actually don't think I ever understood until I moved to North Carolina, and like uh, is it Holly? I think a mutual friend of ours from mm-hmm. uh, Spoonflower mm-hmm. had fresh eggs, and I was like, oh, I'll try those. Oh yeah, and it like changed my life it's yeah if it's just so something about like i didn't like blts until like two years ago and then i had one with a really really ripe fresh tomato Mm -hmm. and i mean all bacon is good but like really i don't even think that's true i feel like there is we've reached like a zeitgeist with bacon that is a little bit over the top like people. well yeah i guess there's like Thin, floppy, not Which is like, it's fine. But it might as well be like sandwich ham. Uh, but like thick. <laughs> that is a burn. Yeah. Watch it. <laughs> thin, floppy bacon. No, but like good fresh farmer's market, like thick cut bacon and a great fresh tomato. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is delicious. Yeah, this is alchemy. I didn't know that I like tomatoes at all. Um, I can't do tomatoes. I always wish I could. I like I can grow until them. I got a really, really fresh one, like right at the beginning of July. I can do green tomatoes, mm-hmm. but for whatever reason, like full-on red tomatoes is yeah. a real problem for me. I get it. If there's one that's not, that's and they're real watery, squidgy. Yeah, they, mm. I don't it know. was a, it was an aversion for a long time for me growing up. That's my yeah. Those are my big. So what were your like? Because you were picky. Right. If you had to give like three. No fly lists. What like, would they be? Absolutely won't eat it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, blue cheese dressing or blue cheese. Okay, blue cheese anything. Blue cheese anything. Um, <clears throat> uh, I once ate an a giant olive that I thought was a grape. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I would pay so much money to have seen the video of that. Yeah. It was, I just, how did you think it was a gray? It was one of those really purple ones. It was a big purple fancy olive and I thought it was like a seeded grape and, uh, I just popped the whole thing about it. It it was so just, I can't, I still can't really do olives. I can do, uh, I can do muffaletta sandwiches Uh with like the olive tapenade and that's the only way I've ever been able to stand olives. So olives. And then what's the other, your third one? The third one, um, what, gosh, it would, pro- I, I feel like my dad or my brother would like call me out for not mentioning 
so many things. But probably I kind of mimicked whatever my my dad's food tastes were. My dad mm-hmm. hated blue cheese dressing. My dad hated coconut, like violently. Really? And I still both of those still I have. I like coconut I've had, is surprising to me. I have had fresh coconut that tastes okay. I really like coconut milk, but I still don't like shredded coconut. And generally, I'm all of it crazy for shredded coconut. Like suntan lotion. I like all of the stuff that you don't like. <laughs> yeah. My my three were. Raw onions. Mm. I'm not overly fond of like, like I'll cook with onions, but I'll cut them in real big hunks mm-hmm. so I can just remove them. <laughs> I like the you flavor. Get the flavor but I don't mm-hmm. need to get in it. <laughs> uh, raw tomatoes and cooked raisins. Cooked raisins? When were you having cooked raisins? Like raisin cookies, I feel like a lot oh, of times. And also those. like, yeah. so raisins are not uncommon. This is how I know my tia Isabel loves me is because Peruvian empanadas, it sounds weird, but I swear to God, it's the, they're the best. So they're like beef. Um, Peruvian food also doesn't have any pork in it, which is oh. funny that North Carolina is so porky because it's not, <laughs> I'm not body shaming North Carolina. <laughs> I just mean there's a lot of pork foods here. Uh, So it's been a whole new flavor world for me. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's like beef um, with usually olive, a hard-boiled egg, and raisins. Uh, And my Tia Isabel would cook the raisins and then pull them out and pulse them so I could get the flavor without having to encounter a cooked raisin. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's really, really mm. good. And then like um, fried or baked, we usually do fried and then you sprinkle them with sugar. Mm. Which is we. I think it's probably almost appealing in the same way I would imagine that like that mince meat stuff is. Oh, yeah. Um, they're not exceptionally sweet. I think the raisins just give it like a little depth. Mm-hmm. But it's that sweet and savory of like yeah. the sugar and the raisins. And the, yeah, the and I think beef. beef goes well with like a kind of a mm-hmm. sweetness. I, it's... I have made uh, chili before, and I'll chop up craisins. Yeah, and put those in. It's exactly the same thing. Yeah, because I don't want a big fat. I think it's it gets engorged. Yeah, that's my problem with it. (laughs) (laughs) There's not another word for it. Yeah, it gets engorged with all that stew. And it like the skin is too big for it then, and it just is like sadly. And it feels like cruel because it feels like if you wanted a wet raisin, could have just had a grape. <laughs> like, let it go. Choose one side. Don't like keep on drying it out and rehydrating it. You know, dry it out again. It feels mean to the fruit that you're doing that right. to. And as soon as you describe it as engorged, just repulsed you know exactly what i mean though right i know exactly yeah yeah that's why i chop up the craisins before i put them in yeah i like oatmeal cookies with raisins in them but only if they're like hard little like a little bit hard and chewy still Mm -hmm. Mm. all right so so raw onions raw tomatoes and cooked raisins yeah cooked raisins no go (laughs) it's a hard no uh so uh are there other uh, like that is something that I, I haven't encountered that kind of Peruvian food anywhere. Are there other things that you just f- feel like other people don't know about or like were oh. different than what other kids are eating? Oh yeah. I mean like I feel all the food was like way different. So like there's another one called like Papalon Caino, which is really good. It's like boiled potatoes and boiled eggs 
and you served on like a bed of rice and there's a sauce on top called a copa sauce mm -hmm. which is like so i feel that my dad definitely used the wrong this is a sauce for another thing uh -huh. on it that is still peruvian and like the way we made it is like an approximation of things you would get in Peruvian grocery stores. Mm -hmm. So it's really like pretty removed <laughs> from the initial thing. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's an, it's another sauce that exists. So like we use a copa. There is a one kind of sauce that's like a spicy creamy cheese sauce. And a copa sauce, he makes, it's got like animal crackers <laughs> and cream cheese and peanut butter and spice. I'm not mad at it. That yeah. sounds great. <laughs> it's, it's funny because it sounds weird. Anytime anyone eats it, they're like, what is this? <laughs> it like makes you do one of those like deep register. Like, I don't understand, <laughs> but I like it. Yeah. So like, that's really good. Uh, and a lot of people I think don't eat that. Mm -hmm. And there's like, um, like a weird, um, like pudding, like a black corn pudding. Mm -hmm. That's really nice. It's just like purple mm -hmm. and it tastes sort of cinnamony. Yeah. And good. That sounds delicious. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. I'll make you some one day. Please. I will. Yeah. Uh, do you still cook foods like that? Yeah. Um, I don't, um, a lot of Peruvian food. I only really know how to make for like an army. Mm -hmm. Like I, I don't know how to cook like a dish mm -hmm. of like, like paraguayas, like a seafood stew, which I love. Um, but it's sort of any like big seafood stew or like, oh, you're gonna have to prepare tripe is like, I am not going to make that for one person. That's yeah, silly. That seems like a, an ordeal. But I also will eat, like, I'll just eat it until it's gone. I'll make myself sick. So <laughs> <laughs> like, be, be a little chill. Mm -hmm. Um, and some of this stuff is just hard to find ingredients for mm -hmm. here specifically. It's easier in New York, but like wakatai, which is my favorite sauce and you'll see an approximation of it usually at most of those Peruvian chicken places, you know, that green sauce. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times they make it with jalapenos. Sneaky, sneaky, no. <laughs> that's, that's not what it's supposed to be. What so wakatai is a, a black mint. Is Wakatai is just the herb, oh, okay. uh, and it's black mint, and it's got a really specific flavor, and it's that. And it's quite spicy still, but it's supposed to be made with aji amarillo, which is a yellow pepper, which is a little bit of pain in the butt to find unless there's a big Peruvian thing. Mm -hmm. So I think here they tend to do a lot of like green sauce, blink, <laughs> right. and I get really angry every time. Yeah, a jalapeno sauce sounds very different than a, a mint sauce. Yeah, it's, and it's not, it's not, it doesn't taste like mint. It's just got a weird, it's, a, it's like aromatic, a herby. you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's, it's a very different, they're both, Spicy and green, mm -hmm. but... Uh, so you mentioned that you can find a lot of that stuff in New York, but is it is it easy to cook? And when I imagine New York apartments, I imagine, like, little shoebox, and there's not a lot of counter space. Literally, the apartment I'm in, me and my roommate cannot both stand in our kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Like, not hyperbolically. If trash has to go out, you can't cook because the trash takes up the space that somebody would need to stand in. <laughs> it's very small. Um... So, yeah, cooking is a little bit of a challenge. A little hard. How do you, when I, I was in New York, uh, about, mm -hmm. I guess a month ago, month or two ago, uh, and I was so overwhelmed by all the options, and I wanted to, like, make sure I tried all the best stuff, but who knows, and usually you end up just getting tired yeah. and eating whatever you, is close by. 
Or at least that was my experience That's when I was there for I the did. improv marathon and, yeah. you know, exhausted. But how have you sort of navigated uh, the food scene in New York? Um, I lived there for a long, long time, which makes it easier. Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel like all the restaurants you tell people to go to when they're coming into town are the ones that you cannot afford to go to on a regular basis. <laughs> right. So it's like I would go there on, like, a date. Right. Maybe if like I like really like somebody, yeah. yeah. Um, so like you, you have enough birthdays or dates or, or whatever that you sort of compile a list of ones. Um, but then usually like the stuff I like is always really neighborhoody. So I mm-hmm. like like bodegas. You find your bodega that makes like the best breakfast sandwich, and you find your like one street meat cart that is like your go to guy. Um, and so it's it's often like just trial and error and knowing like mm, I can tell that that one street meat guy is putting a lot of carrots in his <laughs> feels unnecessary so I'm not gonna go to him <laughs> no, more meat less carrots yeah more meat and also that guy's hot sauce looks like weak um, <laughs> so and I live in Spanish Harlem so I'm lucky because oh. there's like a ton of like uh let you know like food trucks and mm-hmm. stuff which is like very much my thing yeah um so yeah it's cool I I do spend the thing that I spend too much money on is usually like either delivery mm-hmm. because I'm very lazy <laughs> or uh, and I'm always saying it's so ridiculous because I do know how to cook southern food is like going to like hill country, which is a nice southern chicken mm-hmm. and pie restaurant uh-huh. in New York. I feel silly how frequently I go <laughs> to places like that mm-hmm. when it's like. I know how to cook a pie and chicken. This is so stupid. But sometimes there's something different about just having just it made. wanted that somebody else did. Yeah, and if your kitchen's so small. Yeah, I yeah. really, I just, you're giving me a lot of uh, excuses. <laughs> uh-huh. and the reality is it's like $14 for like a chicken biscuit and a piece of pie there. So like, it's not, yeah, it's not worthwhile. But yeah. I do it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you have? So if you have a night where you're not doing improv and mm-hmm. you just, you have a night totally to yourself, um, what do you eat? I, you know what? Like, it's not, it's not a thing you would serve to anybody, but like my go-to really, really comforting meal mm-hmm. is like brown rice. And it's usually like, that microwavable Trader Joe's brown rice, uh-huh. brown rice, and then like like a pound of spinach, uh-huh. like so much baby spinach that I make into like garlicky, like kind of cream spinach, but it's not even that. Mm-hmm. It's like you just put all the spinach in the thing, and then you put some garlic and a little bit of butter, and like if you have a laughing cow, <laughs> like square, yeah. or if you don't, you could use a little bit of cream cheese, you or if you like don't, a, you can throw some milk. Yeah, it like literally yeah. is very much like what cheese do you have in your fridge that will melt? Okay, put it in there. And like a ton of garlic and parmesan, uh, most just so much garlic uh, and like red pepper. Uh, so like that, and then uh, two fried or poached eggs on top. Oh yeah, because it just feels like nourishing, mm-hmm. and you don't really you have to use one frying pan mm-hmm. if you're microwaving your rice <laughs> which I do because I'm a terrible Latino and I don't know how to make rice well 
And brown rice takes like just too long. Yeah. I always think, oh yeah, I'll just take hair rice. And I'm like, oh, that's going to be like an hour. It's like, yeah, like an hour. <laughs> it's so long. So that tends to be like the one that I eat the most frequently because it's yeah. just like, it, sounds it feels delicious. nourishing. Yeah. It's really good. Awesome. It's very filling. Mm-hmm. Depending on how loose you want to get with that cheese, it can be very rich <laughs> or like not so rich. <laughs> it's usually like that. And then I'll probably bake if like I have the whole night something mm-hmm. I, it's gonna that's very yeah. mood dependent <laughs> yeah. uh probably not something fancy like an ugly thing like a crisp yeah or like a quick bread mm-hmm. or a pie yeah what's your if do you have a favorite thing to bake um i tend to bake things for people because by the time i'm done baking it I've eaten so much of the ingredients <laughs> while I was making it, trying to decide what I wanted to add to it that I'm pretty sick of it. Mm-hmm. So it tends to be like I'm going to make a thing for a person. Um, but if I'm just – I really like crisps and crumbles because mm-hmm. it's it's very, very low-key. Yeah. Um, it's just yeah, butter and sugar and oatmeal and fruit. Yeah. Or like even if you don't have it, just use like – flour mm-hmm. and then you just have like a squidgier one it's fine um so i like that mm-hmm. um favorite favorite is tough to say though yeah. is that sometimes i want something a little labor intensive just because there's something i think you'll get this mm-hmm. uh 100 about like losing yourself in the fussiness of something yeah or like you know for a fact that a plus b equals c mm-hmm. so it's not stressful just fussy right or fiddly yeah just filling up an afternoon or an evening with like i'm just gonna follow these steps and get exactly what i expect yeah like usually if i'm making stuff for people it'll be like a pie or a bundt cake or something that's easy to like transport Mm -hmm. i'm making something for me it's something sloppy that i like Mm -hmm. but sometimes it'll be like oh i really want to make like pink grapefruit sandwich cookies which is like just they're good but it takes most of the day uh-huh. and it's not hard it's just like a lot of zesting there's <laughs> <laughs> an enormous amount of zesting mm-hmm. involved um so yeah it just depends but sometimes it'll i'll make things that like like i have a friend who will make like uh peanut butter cookies with dark chocolate and bacon in them which mm-hmm. are like I don't, it's not even my thing so much. They're a little bit over the top for me. But I know that that friend likes them. Mm-hmm. So it's really satisfying to make them uh, specifically for like, I have like two or three friends that I'll make those for. Right. It's like, I'm making this specifically because you like it. Mm-hmm. I don't even care about any of these. I don't like peanut butter cookies that much. <laughs> uh, yeah, I once was going to like a Christmas cookie exchange and I looked up this thing that ended up being a lot fussier than I expected, but now I kind of like it for that reason of just like, if Which I just want to spend a lot of time on it, it was these brown butter spoon cookies mm-hmm. with uh, apricot, apricot. I can't ever decide how I say that I word. say apricot. Apricot. Okay, I'll go with that. that apricot apricot jam. Mm-hmm. So that you make little sandwiches. But the time it takes to do the brown butter and then make the dough with the brown butter and then cook the, and then mold each one into a spoon yep. and bake them all and then assemble them into little sandwiches with the jam. It ended up taking so much longer than any other kind of cookie I've ever oh, made. Oh, totally. But sometimes if you just want, you just want your whole evening to be 
that just and like your whole with, house smells it good smells so good yeah there are these cookies that i made and these are like i almost don't ever like anything that's a fancy and evolved cookie that isn't because it tastes the way like mm-hmm. you know those cookies that you'll see where it's like you make 34 different flavors so you can make a pinata cookie oh. and it just looks like it would taste bad mm-hmm. it doesn't even look yummy yeah um but i made these cookies like a while ago i was having a really stressful day and i made these like black pepper shortbread cookies mm. that were thumbprint cookies with a raspberry rose jam just oh like took like the whole day <laughs> and some of the next day because <laughs> i had never made jam and i was not trying to make a real jam so it was a lot of like fussing with the texture mm-hmm. to make it just work for these cookies and they were they were really good that sounds amazing it just like my house smelled really good yeah it's really the main thing yeah, I, there's something it, it, something like that. Yeah, it's not because it looks so amazing. It's just because it will the whole it will create the atmosphere that you just want to exist in. Yeah, just like <laughs> ah, I feel like this feels good and exciting. It feels a little bit like you're a witch, which is cool. Yes, always. It's like <laughs> I'm too old for that to be a feeling that I chase as hard as I do. But <laughs> too bad, so sad. That's what it is. I, well, this has been lovely. So fun. Thank you so much. Uh, the last question that we like to ask is, do you have a favorite toast or blessing that you say before meals? I uh, do have a favorite toast. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I have a friend, Callie, mm-hmm. and she is amazing. So this is her toast. Um, the story of this toast is she had, she was at a wedding, two of her friends, and they're like, sort of hipster family, like whatever, but also like old Southern family. So it's a big, big, big wedding. And Callie, I should explain to you that Callie once convinced me her middle name was Night Thrills for an incredibly <laughs> long time. She's a delight and like my, just so crazy and so fun. And like when they kissed at the wedding, she was so excited that she went, bam, like <laughs> really loud. Um, but she got really drunk. And at the wedding, as everyone was doing toasts, she like held her glass up and was like, to my, and as anyone would expect, she would follow it with like, best friend who I've known my whole life on her wedding day. But what she did was just hold up her drink and go to my success. And, <laughs> and then downed her champagne and, and everyone who was holding up their glasses were left like, are we toasting to this girl, Neil? I feel weird about it. But I, I think I love that sort of radical self-love. Uh-huh. Like, you're very happy. I want to be successful to my success. Um, so I don't say it a lot. It's it's by far my favorite toast that's ever happened. Oh, yeah, that's amazing. Right, well, uh, to both of our success. Yeah, to my but success. But mostly to mine. Yeah, to yeah. my success. To my success. Thank you so much, Thank Bianca. you. Butter is produced by Ashley Melzer and me, Amy Allen. To learn more about our guest and about us, 
visit clarifiedbuttershow.com or keep the conversation going on Twitter and Instagram at ClarifiedB. And by all means, don't forget to hit subscribe. Until next time, eat what you like and say thank you. Thank you.